Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It's Let's ride. for the words that are recited before each and every game here at Dodger Stadium. Take it away, Finn. It's time for Dodger Baseball. What's going on, everyone? Thank you for listening to the Incline Dodgers. Dodgers are still World Series champions, but they're 32-23. and 23. They're two games back of the San Francisco Giants. They got a rubber match with the St. Louis Cardinals as we're recording on June 2nd. Walker Buehler taking them out for the Dodgers, and he'll go against Carlos Martinez of the St. Louis Cardinals. But Jake Reiner, what's been grinding your gears lately? I'm sure we'll get into all this, but these bullpen games are really giving me a headache, man. And it's not just because I'd rather see a starter in there, but it's it's the the ramifications, the long-term ramifications and the short-term ramifications of using your entire bullpen for one game instead of putting a spot starter out there. But the Dodgers, even though they've not been playing up to their full potential, they we're starting to see some of the players come back. Cody Bellinger, I felt that last night um, he got a single in the ninth inning off a really tough pitcher, and I felt that that was a good sign um, because they've just been pounding him with high fastballs, and he was able to get one out over the plate and single it into center. So hopefully he can get back on track. And then hopefully Zach McKinstry can, can figure it out, not only at the plate, but in the field. Absolutely. David Rosenthal, what are your takeaways? You know, the Dodgers, they've lost four of their last five. They lost three straight to the Giants. They were able to get a good game in convincing fashion against the Cardinals. But then last night, just pure unluckiness or just luck for the Cardinals. It was pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I want, I want to shout out. It's, it's Lou Gehrig today. Lou Gehrig Day today. Um, it's the first year MLB will be celebrating it. Um, so shout out to Lou Gehrig, MLB legend, and, and more so just a, a legend as a human being who handled that ALS situation with grace. So shout out Lou Gehrig. I'm glad everybody can honor you today. Takeaway for the Dodgers. They have 13 losses by one run. That leads the major leagues. Uh, what that tells me is they're in every game. They're basically in every single game. So eventually these, these coin flip games where, you know, maybe if Mookie Betts gets a little less of that ball or a little more of that ball last night, they win that game. So these coin flips are going to start coming up tails or heads, whichever one the Dodgers are calling. 
uh, eventually. So I'm not too worried about it. They did get a little bullied around in San Francisco or, or in LA against San Francisco a little bit. Uh, but you know, the, the, pitch, the starting pitching has been so excellent. They're entitled to, you know, a blip in the radar every, every once and again, but Cody Bellinger's back. McKinstry's back. They're going to start getting going. We're getting Pollock back on Friday. We're getting Jimmy Nelson back. So, you know, this major league talent is going to start performing. Uh, and I think we've seen the last of uh, a bunch of these AAA guys for now. I'm ready to say that the Dodgers are the unluckiest team of 2021, which is crazy yeah. to think given that they're the reigning champions. But one of the sites did a measurement of most combined war of players on the IL. The Dodgers were second behind the New York Mets. You look at the umpire scorecards. They have a whole yep. thing going on Twitter. Dodgers lead the league in that minus 13 and a little change run differential. You mentioned that they've lost 13 one run games. Well, there's the difference arguably right there. The Dodgers might have lost half the games. You could say 50, 50, just because of bad umpiring. And in terms of batter impact miles ahead in that too, negative 16, which I also think has to do with runs, but we're getting guys back as you mentioned. So that's a start, you know, we'll talk more about Cody Bellinger in a little bit. Yeah. And this, this, umpiring go- can't, this, this, this can't keep up. It just can't. They can't keep getting screwed every single game. Every the day after I look at the umpire scorecard and I know what, what I'm going to see. And that just cannot keep up. Just like these one run losses, it just can't keep up. There's going to be a regression to the mean at some point, And the Dodgers have done a good job weathering the storm for now. Can I be devil's advocate for a second? We know that we know that umpiring has been bad across major league baseball. So why, 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 you know, if everybody's sort of on the same playing field, why, why is it hitting the Dodgers more than any other team? Who, there, there's no Bad answer. luck. Yeah, there's there's no answer. I mean, I don't think there's like a conspiracy among umpires to say, oh, let's screw the Dodgers. Uh, I just don't think that's happening. I think these umpires are just bad. And I think the one thing you can point to is the Dodgers' patience. They're, they take a lot of pitches. And, yeah. you know, when you take a lot of pitches, that's a higher percentage of a chance that you're going to get screwed by an umpire on a call. So I think if you point to one data point, it's that they're patient and they take a lot of pitches and they shouldn't stop doing that. Uh, they, they shouldn't. They're, they got to play their game right out the storm. Like I said, the regression to the mean is, is due to come. And I also just think just very quickly, we just got to play better. And, and that's, and that, you know, yeah. th- that's, that's sort of the main thing, right? Is like, we just have to play better and those things will start to go our way. I think it's because we're not playing up to the way we, we know we should be that these you know, unlucky things are happening to us, whether that's bad umpiring or whether that, uh, you know, it's the, the, the Cardinals basically robbing us of that game last night. They robbed us like three different times, whether it was Tommy Edmond or Carlson in center or O'Neal at the end of the game, it was like left and right. We could not catch a break. And I think that has to do with, I mean, just energetically speaking, if the Dodgers were on a roll, these things would be breaking for us in a positive way. Yeah. You, you talk about playing better. Here's a word stat that I found with nobody out. This is not just leading off. This is in terms of nobody out period. The Dodgers are 24th in all of major league baseball. They're batting 227. for reference. The Houston Astros are number one in major league baseball and they're batting 295. Yeah. We just need to start every inning with two outs. That's the only way we can get a rally going. So you talked about bullpen games, how you're fed up with them. Last night, David Price took the mound for the Dodgers, and he wasn't very good. You know, the box score numbers and all his advanced stats and 
You go through the motions. It looks like he's a good pitcher, but last night he only went 1.2 innings through 50 pitches, gave up just a run, but that's not going to get it done. No. And, and if you guys are, are inclined, I wrote an article for uh, Dodgers tailgate that you guys should go check out. And by the way, follow Dodgers tailgate and on, on all social media, we are affiliated with them and uh, they're, they're good baseball people, good Dodgers people. But I essentially wrote about why I hate bullpen games and it's not because, and I'm not attacking them for being, you know, effective or ineffective in terms of wins and losses, because the Dodgers have been pretty successful on the days that they've had these bullpen games. Um, they're, they're two and three, which isn't great, but they've only allowed 11 earned runs over the five games that they have trotted out these bullpen games. Their starters, though, are averaging the most innings in Major League Baseball. So the Dodgers starters are averaging 5.72 innings per start. And if you take out Kershaw's one-inning performance he had against the Cubs on May 4th, they're actually averaging close to six innings a game, which leads baseball. So that's a problem right there, though, I I feel, this early on, when you know that at the end of the day, in October, you're going to need – all four of these starters that are absolutely tearing it up right now. And that's one of the things that happens with these bullpen games is that it forces the next day starter to go a little bit longer than you would have liked them to. So Trevor Bowers throwing 126 pitches in May for no reason whatsoever, other than the fact that the Dodgers can't for the life of them, find a fifth starter somewhere to just eat some innings while these guys get healthy. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the main reasons if not the main reason the Dodgers signed Trevor Bauer is to eat innings. Uh, they were, you know, counting on Dustin May and Julio Arias, who they still want to monitor. But when Dustin May got injured, that, that got thrown out the window because there's no other options here. And the starters are doing a good job, but that's, that's a, a very good point that should be hammered home is you still want to keep an eye on these innings here. I mean, Walker Bueller and, and his blister issues, you don't know when that's going to come up. Kershaw has been had a history of back problems. Julio Arias is going to pitch, I think, dub, on pace for double or triple the amount of innings he's pitched ever in a season in his career this year. And then you got Trevor Bauer, who says he can throw 130 pitches a game, but we saw his outing after he threw 126 pitches. He wasn't very sharp in Houston. So you got you to figure out something. And luckily, Tony Gonsolin is on the way, and I think we're done with the bullpen games because of the way the off days line up. But this, is, this has not been enjoyable at all, and I don't think it's been prudent. And also, yes. it also hurts. The, it also hurts the relievers too, because yeah. because you're not going to be able to use guys like uh, Trinan and Gonzalez and Jansen if you have to use them on these bullpen games. There, you're you're going to put them out for at least a game or two, and when you've used everybody in the bullpen, you're going to have to resort to bringing in Mitch White, who did very well last night, but not the not the type of situation you want to put that guy in. And and not to mention. Nobody wants to see Joe Kelly pitch in the second inning. And also nobody wants to see Joe Kelly bat. I don't care if he does a high leg kick and it's funny. No, I don't want to forfeit these outs. And someone will say, oh, well, you're forfeiting an out when a starter is hitting. It's not quite the same because no. you're not, you're not going to pinch hit for a starter. And you would pinch hit for a reliever, but you're not going to burn your bench because of a bullpen game. So it's not the same thing. You're, you're basically playing with 25 outs. And I, I, just can't get, I just can't get on board. Bullpen games also inevitably lead to guys like Alex Vesia coming out in situations of high leverage because you expensed all your other guys in the previous games. And you look which, at the numbers, which, four hits, just, go ahead, go ahead. 11 walks, 13 strikeouts, so the 652 ERA, 
The control is just out of this world. And we're going to see the effects of last night's bullpen game today uh, because they used everybody. So now people are either going to be tired or not available. So we'll see the effects today. And once again, the pressure falls on Walker Bueller to go deep into this game. And can I just ask one question before we move on uh, about Blake Trinan last night? Can we just talk about this for a second? Why was he going two innings? Why? What's the point of that? I mean, look, he, he was unavailable the day before with an unknown minor injury, obviously. So I get that he's fresh and he had a quick, smooth inning. I get it. But you had Kenley Jansen warming up and then you eventually bring in Kenley Jansen in the same inning. So why would you not just start the inning with Kenley? But the answer goes back to what we've been talking about for the last 10 minutes is the bullpen game. You've already used a bunch of relievers. You don't have that much left. Let's say the Dodgers... Let's say this tie game goes into the extras. You don't have a lot of pitchers left. So Dave tried to sneak one by, get an extra inning, and it didn't work out. Even with Tony Gonsolin set to return next week, I still think they need to stash one yes. of these experienced starters who was out on the market in the minors or somehow come to an agreement because all it takes is one injury and we're back to where we are right now. Yeah. And yeah, so I, what, what guys are you looking at? I mean, I'm a big Cole Hamels fan. I don't know what the status. Yeah, what's up with him? He Why is he not signed? He didn't pitch most of last season due to an injury. I don't know how that carries over to this season. Um, Audible Sanchez, not a big fan of him, but I know he was throwing for a number of teams. And then Felix Hernandez was on the Orioles, but he asked for his release because he didn't make the team. I and don't then think Felix Hernandez is worth a shot, bro. <laughs> I don't either, but I think they need, they need someone. Rick Porcello. And yes, that's he's the guy who I think is chasing money. That's what I'm a little worried about with him. Well, then I well, doubt he's going to want to take a minor league contract. Here's the thing. If the Dodgers have the ability and the resources to acquire Albert Pujols and Yoshi Sutsugo to be guys on their bench and bring in guys like Phil Bickford and Nate Jones to the bullpen, they can find some schmuck somewhere to pitch five innings. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah I agree. All right. So the month of May... It's been a wild ride for the Dodgers, some highs and lows, but I wanted to highlight some awesome performers during this past month. Max Muncy obviously leads the charge. He batted 330, had a .440 on base, 714 slugging with 10 home runs, 19 RBIs. We'll start there. Just what are your takeaways from how Max Muncy really turned it on in the month of May? Go ahead, David. I mean, he's arguably been the best player in the National League in May. Obviously, Fernando Tatis Jr. put up quite the month as well. Uh, but without Max Muncy, the Dodgers are, are in deep, deep shit, frankly. Uh, he's been doing it not only offensively, which we see, but he's been doing it defensively at first and second base. So this is, this is the team MVP far and away so far this year, and he just continues to impress. He's getting on base, leading the MLB or National League in, in on-base percentage, uh, and, and the slugging in OPS is right there too, and runs and all of it. He's, he's literally doing everything. I agree. And if you look at, I don't know if they completely coincide, but just from what I've been watching, it seemed as though as soon as Justin Turner started to cool off, Max Muncy and Chris Taylor started to heat up. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a huge reason why the Dodgers have been able to salvage uh, a couple of these runs that they've been on. It has been a roller coaster and it has been a very annoying season so far because of the peaks and valleys already. And we're, you know, just getting into June right now. But I think Max Muncy, along with Chris Taylor, 
who are both hitting well over 300 of the runners in scoring position is a huge reason why the Dodgers are as successful as they are. And that's the thing. These guys are going to have to be that for this team, whether it's Taylor or Muncie or Will Smith, those guys are going to have to produce now on the other side of things. Once Cody Bellinger, you know, shakes off the cobwebs and he's able to get right. He's going to be, he's going to have to be the, the focal point of this offense as well, as well as Mookie Betts. I mean, those guys need to start hitting as well, but for the time being, these, these guys staying hot right now is really helping this offense. The next guy that we have to talk about when Corey Seager went down, this man really stepped up. Gavin Lux, 286 batting average, 346 on base, 490 slugging. He ended the month of May on Memorial Day with two home runs against the Cardinals. Overall, he had five home runs, 19 RBIs. It was a big coming out party for Gavin Lux, who also had two grand slams in that month, I believe. Yeah, I think on. I brought I brought this up in the chat. He's got one of the prettiest swings I've I've ever, when he makes contact, it is it is gorgeous. And so he he's not only playing with with confidence but playing with swagger too. And he's got that he's he, he he's got it, you know. He he has what we were watching in the minor leagues. You know, we'd often see some highlights from him in AAA where he was just crushing balls and the power is there, which is great. But not only that, but he's he's hitting with runners at scoring position. He's driving in runs. He's clutch. Um, and he's really stepped it up defensively as well. Like I've said time and time again, when there's a ground ball hit to short, I'm not, you know, sweating. You know, I, I'm actually comfortable watching him field a ground ball, which is really nice. Not only not only for his accuracy with his arm, but also his range too. There's a lot of balls that he's maybe not able to, you know, uh, throw guys out at first base, but he's getting to balls. His range is pretty pretty decent, and what he's been doing with the bat is is far beyond what what we've expected from him thus far. Yeah, and after a, a very poor April, he's he's been one of the hottest hitters in baseball in May. Uh, in in April, his weighted runs created plus was thirty, and in May it's one hundred and thirty two. Uh, for context, Max Muncie is fifth in baseball in WRC plus uh, with with it's one seventy one. So Gavin Lux is is hitting the ball. He's creating runs, uh, and like Jake said, he's he's playing very good defense uh, with one or two couple exceptions, but that's natural. Uh, for any shortstop. All right. There's a few other guys, but we'll just do one more for right now. And it's got to be Chris Taylor, month of May, hit 310, 426 on base, and a 476 slugging, three home runs, 15 RBIs. Chris Taylor has been absolutely clutch for the Dodgers all season long. Just the value that he's added on this team. What do you guys have to say about CT3? He's coming through, man, and he's playing for that contract because he's going to be a free agent next year, and he's showing why some team out there is going to pay him a lot of money. I hope it's the Dodgers. But like you mentioned, Kevin, he's he's just tearing it up, and he's hitting 326 with runners in scoring position with three home runs and 21 RBIs. It seems like he's always coming up in the clutch, and that 14-pitch at bat he had the other night was absolutely insane, and it was just so – just cool to watch because that pitcher, I can't remember his name, but he threw Gallegos. him Gallegos. He threw him. No, it every, was, uh, wasn't it Genesis? Yes. Oh, Genesis. Genesis. Yeah. Or Genesis. Genesis. Yeah. Phil, yeah. Yeah. Phil Collins. Phil, Phil Collins, the reliever. Yeah. Um, 
he threw him everything he had, whether it was a fastball, a curveball, changeup, whatever pitch he had, he threw, and Taylor was able to foul it off. And of course, we have to mention the 18 pitch Alex Cora at bat because he was only four pitches away from doing that. And I think in this situation, to be able to clear the bases the way he did and break the tie, just an unbelievable job. And it just shows how clutch he is and how clutch he's always been. Yeah, what struck me about that at bat is you go you go back and look at the the pitch chart. Uh, there was three balls thrown in that at bat, which means every single other pitch that Chris Taylor fouled off, he had to foul off. Otherwise, he would have struck it out. So the the patience, the plate vision, and just the the overall bat skill to to be able to foul off all of those pitches and then come through with an uh, opposite field double is quite remarkable. And he needs to be at the least an all-star reserve. I don't think he's going to be an all-star starter, but he needs to be on that team in some capacity. Yeah. As Kirsten Watson would say, it was a very patient at bat. Well, I don't know about that (laughs) assessment, but But yeah, for me, that was also the call of the year by Joe Davis. It was just electrifying the entire at bat. But of course, once Taylor broke the double, in, in, in Kirsten's defense, we were all patient watching Chris Taylor, but he <laughs> was not patient at the play. Yeah. You mentioned All-Stars, so we might as well just talk about it right now. Which Dodgers do you think deserve to be on the All-Star team? Because the voting does begin tomorrow, June 3rd. So you can name pitchers, starters, reserves. I have a few, but I'll let you guys go first. If I'll just do mine real quick. I have four, and two of them we've already talked about. Chris Taylor, Max Muncy, and my two pitchers are Trevor Bauer and Kenley Jansen. I think the the jobs that they've done have been more than all-star quality. I'll start with Jansen, who is pitching way better than I ever thought he could anymore. Um, he is the velocity is up to around 96, 97. The movement on the cutter is unreal. Um, he's got a 196 ERA, 12 saves. Um, a one whip. Uh, the only thing that is concerning about Jansen is his, is his walks. He has 16 walks, but, but people are hitting like well under a hundred against him. Um, and his strikeout per nine is 10.6. So he has been yep. a, one of the dominant closers across baseball. Then Trevor Bauer. I mean, the guy who literally gets zero run support every time out, has a 1.95 ERA when he gets zero or two, zero to two runs a game. And then when he gets six plus runs a game, his ERA actually goes up to 2.33. But he's also four and oh when you give him six runs. And he is one and three when you give him zero to two runs. So that's an easy fix. Just got to score for the guy. That's all. And we've already been over Chris Taylor and Max Muncy. They should be lock all stars as well. All right. Uh, I'm going with the same offensive guys as you, Jake. I'm going with Max Muncy as a starter at first base and Chris Taylor as a reserve. Uh, On the pitching side, I'm going a little bit differently. I'm going with Clayton Kershaw, who leads Dodgers pitchers in war and is good for 11th in Major League Baseball for pitchers. Uh, I'm going with Julio Arias, and then I'm going with Trevor Bauer. I think all three of those starters have pitched at an all-star capacity level. I think their, their numbers back it up. Their length backs it up and their K per nine. Julio Arias, I believe, is over 10. Uh, I think Bauer is also over 10, and Clayton Kershaw is right around 10. Uh, I, Bauer I, is 11.3. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, look, I think all three of these guys deserve a spot. I think Clayton Kershaw is, frankly, not getting enough respect 
uh, for what he's done this season. You know, he's had one or two, two bad outings, uh, maybe two and a half if you consider, uh, you know, his last outing a little bit of a blip. But I think when it's all said and done at the end of this month, I think they're going to be building on their success. All three of them are going to get back on track after some poor-ish outings. And I think they all deserve to be in, uh, where is it now, Colorado? Colorado. Uh, yeah, so I think Jansen has a good argument. Trinan has a good argument, but it's tough for relievers. I have the same four as Jake with an emphasis of Max Muncy having to be a starter. 13 oh, yeah, home runs, start. 92 OPS. Best first baseman right now in the National League. But I actually have a different pitcher that's in the conversation, but I'm not ready to lock him in just yet. Walker Buehler has been very underrated. 266 ERA, holding opponents to a very low batting average, has been very consistent every outing, managed to go six innings plus. 10 out of 10 starts and he's got a chance to make that 11 tonight. He's been very good for the Dodgers. And, you know, if Kershaw didn't have those couple hiccups, he'd be in there, but because of that, I'm kind of keeping him out. And uh, same goes for Urias after a really bad outing against the giants. So moving on, we actually have a fan question from Billy Brown with AJ Pollock, Scott Alexander, Bruce Targratterl, Jimmy Nelson, coming off the IL. And I should mention that Pollock and Nelson are going to join the team this Friday against the Braves with those guys coming, coming off the IL who gets sent down and what are the roles of the non-starters? So it's a lot of questions within one, but. Well, I think, I think uh, go ahead, Kevin. I was going to say, it's pretty obvious to me that Ucenta is one guy that's getting sent down. I think Close. that, percent right on the name, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, you're, well, we're you sending him down, so. <laughs> <laughs> Vessia is getting sent down, and Yoshi is going to be sent down. Uh, oh, yeah, he I has mean, options? He, he has does. He does. Okay. I, I think another guy you, you didn't mention who, I, what, he named four guys. Yeah, Gratterall, Alexander, Nelson, and. and probably uh, Mitch White Pollock. would be the other. Yeah, Mitch White would be the other guy. So those are going to be the four candidates really i don't i don't see anyone else uh on the offensive side getting sent down and pitching wise i, I don't think you're going to see nate jones going anywhere and frankly i don't think you're going to see bickford. phil bickford going anywhere either uh obviously i think alexander will be back because they're, they're going to need another lefty whose name is not alex vesia on the team so you're going to see that that swap happen pollock the, the one the one guy who's probably going to be the casualty is is who kevin mentioned is yoshi yeah, he's just he's just not um, he's just not getting it done offensively enough for too many it, lefties too. Yeah. Oh, that yeah, that's been that's been the case for since the start of the season. But but yeah, yeah. Uceda, Vesia, and White are, are very easy swaps. Yeah, they they should. Well, White actually is is shown a little. Uh, uh, you know, like he's got he's got some stuff, and, and and he's had a few decent outings. But these guys should not be on the major league roster. Yeah, they've they've done what they can, but it, it's time to get the major league talent, the proven major league talent back. <laughs> yes. And given the other part of the question, roles, um, Albert Pujols, I think we're going to see less of him. He'll be more of a pinch hitter. He's been getting a lot of starts lately, but with AJ Pollock and now Bellinger incorporated into the lineup, that means less of Pujols. Zach McKinstry, you know, he was in the lineup every day, but he's really cooled off given the fact that he's missed a month. So I understand it might take him some time to work back into shape and Matt Beatty, he'll probably get less at bats and be more of the 2019, you know, spot starting Matt Beatty type of player, use his clutch bat off the bench. And 
Yeah. Matt, Matt Beatty has figured something out. And I think it's worth noting that this guy has figured out how to be a part-time player. And that is one of the most difficult jobs in major league baseball. It's hard enough being good playing every day, but when you don't know when your next opportunity is going to come, whether it be a pinch hit or a start, and you still come through the way he has come through for us, it's remarkable. And people should take notice of that. Yeah. He's done a, he's done a great job. It's unfortunate. He gets taken out of the game when he hits home runs immediately. <laughs> I don't know what it is about Dave Roberts, man. He just does not like Matt. He needs well, the DH man. Remember when he everyone needs was the DH. Well, remember when everyone was pissed that Matt Beatty was pinched into the game for, I want to say McKinstry. Well, yeah, yeah because McKinstry <laughs> is on fire. No, it was. It's always, yeah. if, if you're always hot, I guess Roberts pulls you. That's right. the rule. You can't, you can't get too hot. <laughs> you can't get too hot. Or if you have an eight RBI game or whatever, you get benched the next yeah. day. Yeah. I mean, he needs the DH, man. We've said this before. I've said this many times before. Dave Roberts needs the DH. He does not know how to manage without the DH. We, we saw it before 2020. It just it cripples him. I know, but don't like. This is sounds this is such a stupid question to ask, but like, don't you learn how to do it? Like, we're all sitting here thinking pretty, you know, soundly and logically about certain situations. Like, don't you just pick up on a few things? I, I, I don't mean, get it. Sometimes he's there's no issues, but then other times you're just, what the hell is he doing out there? <laughs> I don't know. So there's a and lot that, of people. Now go ahead. Oh, so, okay. So there's a lot of people out there freaking about Cody Bellinger off to a very slow start. And my advice to you all, if you're concerned, is take a chill pill. The guy missed 46 games. He came off off-season shoulder surgery. He got a fracture in his leg, and you expect him to just all of a sudden roll back into the lineup and start slugging? It's not realistic expectations. Also, can I just throw Blake Harris under the bus for a second? Whoa. Friend of the <laughs> yeah. show. Love Blake, friend of the show, great Twitter follower, uh, great Twitter follow, uh, great content, all that. All that to say, he's been one of the dudes commenting about Cody Bellinger's struggles so far. And I almost want to be like, bro, like stop posting about how he's 0 for his last 10 or 0 for his last 11 or how many strikeouts he has. Like, let, we need to stop doing that. We need, we need to give this guy a couple of weeks to get back going. I mean, he's not just coming back from an injury where he got stepped on, but keep in mind, he had off season shoulder surgery. You know, don't forget about that. By the way, though, he's playing stellar defense in center field. Yeah. I mean, it is such a treat to have him out there where any ball I feel is hit to the outfield. I feel he has a chance to catch. And like I said, last night, that single in the ninth inning was a lot bigger than most people realize. That was a great moment in a clutch situation to get on base. So for Blake Harris and all those other all those others out there keeping track of how well Cody Bellinger is doing, let's give him a few weeks to get his feet back under him. Well, in, in Blake's defense, I think he's just the messenger in that situation. But nonetheless, he can still eat it. But my other point <laughs> I want to make is a lot of people are debating Bellinger and Seeger. Who do you who do you pay? And the defense of Cody Bellinger doesn't doesn't ever go away it doesn't defense stays the same you, you may be cold at the plate but you're going to play good defense regardless that's just how baseball works if you're a talented defender and that that's what oh, we're no. seeing from cody Bellinger right really now fell. well 
I mean, that's that was an anomaly. I don't think anyone saw that coming. He, he just turned to glass all of a sudden. It's like a wizard bopped him on the head and so you're made of glass now. But uh, look, I don't want to have this whole debate. I'm just saying uh, it's something to consider. Uh, and there's something to be said that Cody Bellinger can miss up two months and play gold glove defense right away. Yeah, I don't want to debate that right now. But I, what I am ready to talk about, unless, Jake, you have one other thing. No, I was just going to say it's a, it's a hard call because offensively Seager and Bellinger are, are super streaky and they're, and they're very similar in their hot, hot streaks and their cold streaks. Yeah. So it's a hard, it's a hard call. All right. So the Dodgers after this game, they're hitting the road Friday night. They go to Atlanta, begin a nice little road trip, a, a very schedule friendly road trip. And it starts with the Atlanta Braves. Now it's an NLCS rematch. I know it went to seven. The Dodgers made a historic 3-1 deficit comeback. But I'm going to open it with this. The Atlanta Braves this season are entering today. They're bad. They are bad. (laughs) They're two games games below 500. Unfortunately, I don't have the record. But 25 and 27. 25 and 27. Thank you. The Braves are the biggest frauds in Major League Baseball right now. No, <laughs> maybe. I mean, they're up there. Maybe it, they've had a lot of injuries. Uh, I mean, Acuna is arguably the MVP in the National League right now. Uh, obviously, but you wouldn't know that if you followed MLB's. Twitter. Exactly. Obviously, Fernando Tatis has already purchased real estate for his trophy due to MLB. But look, they've had a lot of injuries. Soroka hasn't pitched all year. Uh, obviously, you got Ozuna who was hurt, and now the domestic <laughs> violence thing. Uh, so we're not going to see him for a long time, rightfully so. But um, yeah, I mean, they, they're we're going to see Ian Anderson, who along with Max Fried is their, is their best pitcher. Anderson. I think they shuffled the rotation to make it so he is pitching, unless I'm mistaken. I, I checked it this. I checked it prior to recording. Ian Anderson should be pitching tomorrow, and it looks like how it's lined up. What I see is what might be a bullpen game or Kyle Wright, which would be great against okay. Julio Urias, then Charlie Morton against Clay and Kershaw. And then Max Fried, who's been horrible all season long. No, but you it, know it is you know it is going to be Ian Anderson. It is. They're they're pushing a start back to Friday, so we're going to get oh, Julio Arias against Ian Anderson, Kershaw versus Charlie Morton, and Trevor Bauer versus Max Fried. So they're giving they're us best. their best. Yeah. <sighs> As usual, everyone has to line up their best against the Dodgers. Yeah. Max. Well, Fried, we have good you know, memories Max- against Charlie Morton, at least. Yeah. Hey, did you know Max Fried went to school with uh, (laughs) and Polarity? Hey, did you know Josh Fuentes is the cousin of (laughs) Nolan Arenado? Um, Yeah. So regardless, Max Fried's going to pitch a no hitter against us, isn't he? No, he sucks. (laughs) Fraud. Braves pitching staff as a whole has not been good this season. They're 23rd in baseball. They have a team area of 449. Their bullpen has just been broken ever since the Dodgers destroyed it, like I said they would in the NLCS. 25th, 485. Offensively, they are good. Ronald Acuna, 17 home runs, 35 RBIs. Reigning MVP, Freddie Freeman, 814 OPS, 12 home runs, 30 RBIs. And then Austin Riley, breakout party, 10 home runs, hitting 310. But after that, it really falls off. And then David mentioned Marcelo Zuna. There's no way to sugarcoat it. That guy is an asshole. He basically threatened to kill his wife and beat her over the head with a cast. So he can go to hell for all I care. <laughs> Hope he never plays another game in the pros because he's an absolute dick. 
Braves lead baseball, 82 home runs. That's impressive. Batting average, they're 15th. Runners in scoring position, they're essentially the same with the Dodgers. I think the Dodgers are going to sweep this team. The Braves suck. Yes, I I think that it could be a sweep, but I'm looking at some of these pitchers that we had issues with, which are Ian Anderson and Max Freed. I think Charlie Morton. I think we can get to Charlie Morton. I don't. I think we we got to him in the world's uh, in the uh, NLCS. Um, no, no, no. you're at World Series. He was a Ray. He was a Ray. Oh, right, right. Uh, like that's why it was so confusing in my yeah, brain because yeah. I was like, he's a Brave now. No, we got to him in the World Series, and he did not pitch well. He's not really pitched well at all this season. Um, and so I feel like we can we can get to him. I feel like we can get to Ian Anderson. But for some reason, man, Max Freed just owned us in the NLCS last year. So even though he's not having a good season. Not when it uh, counted. Well, yeah, not yes and no. But like in the beginning part of the series, he, he did own us. And – if, if if Jose Quintana is any indication, I mean that guy was had a what a ten ERA and he freaking blanked us. I mean, absolutely dominated us. So that's fair. That's the thing about this Dodgers team that's been so irritating is that you really can't predict what they're going to do, how they're going to show up, who's going to show up. You know, it, it could be it could be the case yesterday where they don't show up for eight innings and then you know or you know in the seventh inning they get things going all you know out of nowhere. Um, or they don't show up at all. Um, so it's it's very frustrating to kind of predict what this team will do. But I, I hope that the Dodgers are able to uh, win this series against the Cardinals so they have the momentum going into Atlanta and at least take two out of three. I think it's very doable to take two out of three there. It should be doable. I mean, you got three talented starters going for us. We've seen all of these pitchers before, and we're going to get Pollock back, who obviously is going to start against Max Fried but it'll just be a nice option to have. Yeah, I guess it is unfortunate. I should mention Corey Seager isn't playing, who absolutely crushed them. Yep. Yeah. So that, that and Jock Peterson. <laughs> and Kike. Yeah. Kike yep. too, yeah. But hey, maybe Will Smith will find some magic again. Kike, who's yeah, currently in the midst of an 0 for 20 stretch before. <laughs> Speaking of former Dodgers, I have to give some love to Rich Hill. Age 41, was just named oh MLB God. Pitcher of the Month. 078 for the t- ERA for the Tampa Bay Rays pitched 34 and two thirds innings with 36 strikeouts. Uh, what could have been the Dodgers could have picked him up this for very cheap this off season. But of course we thought like, Hey, they have nine pitchers. We don't need anyone else, but it's, it's unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. There's no, there's no way you could have predicted. Yeah. The, no way you could have predicted the fact that the Dodgers would have zero starters at this point and predict that uh, Rich Hill was going to win pitcher of the month. No way you could predict any, either of those things. And Kevin Gaussman, 5-0, 0-73 ERA, beat the Dodgers. That was frustrating. Very good month for the Giants. All right, so after the Dodgers are done with the Braves, they then go to Pittsburgh. And if the Pirates, for whatever reason, beat the Dodgers in this series, we might have to have an impromptu podcast just declaring the season over because they cannot <laughs> afford to drop those games. I know the Padres did, but we're, we're not the Padres. The Dodgers have to take advantage and meanwhile, if you're keeping track of the Padres, they have four games coming up with the New York Mets. So if they somehow escape Jacob DeGrom, which I don't think will happen, I think they are going to have to face him. That should help us gain some ground. So, Jake, why don't you share your final thoughts? 
I just hope that the rest of this the rest of the season isn't as a isn't as much of a roller coaster as it's been so far. It, it has been really just irritating, and it's not just the injuries; it's just the the style of play, the the fact that they're underperforming in a lot of areas. Um, it's just it doesn't make very much sense to me why why that's all happening. But I will say this: that the only way we can really evaluate this team is when we are at full strength or close to it. And getting Bellinger, McKinstry, Pollock, Jimmy Nelson, um, getting Corey Seager back eventually, hopefully uh, at some point in the next in the coming weeks, that's when we're going to find out what this team is made of. And I'm excited for that. And if at that point they still haven't gotten it together, I, I don't know. All bets are off. I mean, this is looking a lot like how 2018 looked. And I think this team is leaps and bounds better than that 2018 team. And they should be playing better than that 2018 team did. And I thought that that 18 team underperformed as well. So I'm just hoping that they can right the ship and we can get on some sort of comfortable streak where it's not, it's not these peaks and valleys where we're ripping off, you know, 10 in a row and then losing eight of nine. Like, I just don't want that. I want, I want some consistency back in this team. Yeah. So Kevin mentioned it. We're going to, we're going to see three with Atlanta, then three with Pittsburgh, then three with the Rangers and then three with the Phillies. So the Dodgers need to take nine or 10 out of those 12 games. Uh, I don't want to play in a wild card game. I, I just do not want to play in the one game wild card game. Anything can happen in one game. You're going to be facing a team's best pitcher probably. And th- that pitcher could be Jacob deGrom. It could be Corbin Burns. It could be Brandon Woodruff. It could be Kevin Gosman for all we know. And that's just not an ideal situation for any team. And I'm not saying the Dodgers aren't going to win the division, but I would like to be comfortable in winning the division before the last week of the season. Uh, so I, I would love to see this, this upcoming road trip slash homestand be uh, a nine out of 12 or a 10 out of 12 uh, streak here after this Cardinal series. So we'll see what happens. Uh, it's going to be nice to get Gonsolin back. Pollock, hopefully he can, he can come out the gate hitting and uh, Bellinger and McKinstry should be getting going here pretty soon. Yeah, I've been teasing it on the timeline for a while now, but I'm, I'm laying down the marker officially starting Friday. This is where the Dodgers season really starts to take off. They're going to have a good month of June and just wait and see because this is this is the time. The first two months, you know, it's getting their legs back, getting into shape. This is where the season really cranks up and the Dodgers will take advantage. So I have one final question for you guys before we sign off. Do the Lakers, assuming Anthony Davis plays, pull it off and beat the Suns? My thing is, is that I'm very pessimistic about the outlook of this. And even if the Lakers somehow do pull off a miracle and win game six tomorrow and then eventually game seven, I don't know that they can make it back to the NBA finals. I mean, that that is just going to be a Herculean task. But with that being said, I also feel that any team in an elimination game that has LeBron James on their squad has a shot to win. And so that's what I'm banking on is that after getting their asses just absolutely destroyed last night, that they somehow, it somehow sobers them up and they're able to play some basketball on Thursday. I don't know, man. Uh, I, I don't watch that much regular season NBA, 
All I know is I don't think anyone's beaten the Brooklyn Nets. I think the Clippers may be in store for a finals trip for the first time in their history. I believe first time in their history. Oh, yeah. Uh, they haven't even made a Western Conference finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. Go go Lakers. I'm a Lakers fan, <laughs> but I, I don't have much, very many expectations for this team right now. Assuming what do, what do you Davis, think, Kevin? Yeah, assuming Anthony Davis plays, that's that's the big if. Because if he doesn't play, I think it's over. But if he plays, the Lakers will win the next two. This will be the toughest series they have all playoffs, even harder than the Nets. Because I think the Nets are not good; they just are lucky. Because one, injuries get in their you mean not good. They don't play defense. And defense wins championships, and now I'm going to stand by You've got to play defense when you got three guys scoring 35 points a game. Oh, well, this is a baseball show. That's what people are tuned in for. <laughs> but, yeah, we are pulling for the Lakers. You, if you're a Clippers fan, we're pulling for you too. We don't judge. We're all, we're all L.A. here. Rams, Chargers. Anyways. Maybe, maybe you are, Kevin. I hate, <laughs> I hate, I hate the Clippers. <laughs> Thank you all for listening to The Incline. We will be back next week. Hopefully things are getting better for the Dodgers. Maybe they'll be in first place. We'll in Ocona now. Cody Bellinger hits his first home run of the 2021 season tonight off Carlos Martinez. Hope you all have a great week. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park